You're listening to highlights from the Creative Process interview with Pia Mancini, democracy activist and co-founder and CEO of Open Collective. This podcast is supported by the Jan Michalski Foundation. Our internet had changed everything that was happening in society or most of things that were happening in the sense of how we relate to one another, how we were able to organize the type of tooling that we had to do advocacy or to fundraise, to distribute knowledge and technology. All of that had radically changed, but our political institutions remained the same. And I think that the premise that we had is still valid today and it's going to be valid forever. The institutions are not created in a void. They belong to or they respond to the needs of a certain society with a certain technology, with a certain communication tooling with a certain level of access to education, with an energy harnessing mechanism, right? So all of that plays into the type of political institutions that we create and what we design. And so at the time, we were seeing that representative democracy, as we know it, it's a system where the few speak in the name of the many, because at the time, it was impossible for the many to participate. Education was far from universal. And so we had no way of distributing the tooling we needed for more folks to be engaged in the decision-making processes, all of that changed, right? And so we were faced with the situation where the democracy that we have is out of sync with how society is developing. So for us, when you have that level of disconnect in a system, you have two types of outputs. You either have a lot of noise in the system where no one understands what's going on and expectations are not met. And folks, on the one hand, you are living in a society that everyone can talk to everyone and speak to everyone like digitally, but then you have to go back to being recipient of a monologue when it comes to your politics or your civic engagement. So that's one output, right? A lot of noise, a lot of people on the street because you have no way of channeling discontent, you have no way of channeling valid requests or attempts for change. You have folks that have agency on one aspect of their lives, but no agency at all on another aspect of their life. Or the other output that a system like that likely produces is silence. So you just withdraw from participation because the engagement. I came to realize that most of the challenges that we face are not necessarily technological. They are in part, but they're also very human. They're very much human challenges. And we need to build these digital public spaces in a very different way than we have done until now. They're super global north-centric, US-centric. They have all of these assumptions built into their algorithms, all of these biases built into their algorithms. So we shifted a lot of our work to support like more accountability initiatives and make platforms accountable for the messes that they are making in society. Until we have shared governance of our public spaces again, I think it's going to be very difficult to seriously think about upgrading democracy. Open Collective is very focused on funding and enabling funding for grassroots communities and global movements that are really reshaping what many of these challenges look like. And we kind of became a bit of the platform for funding these groups. And I am very proud of that because I think that is the base layer of how we can rebuild institutions is by designing solutions with those who are excluded today. Because if you design solutions and design technology top down, and I'm not talking about like waterfall agile, this is not a technological concept, okay? This is like me telling you what's the best way of doing things. If we do that, we're only going to build 
technology for those who are the winners of the current system. The only way of really moving transformative energy through the world is by designing, building with those and letting those who are marginalized today to build the solutions that they need. So that's the way we're thinking about this. And I think that the bottom-up approach for redesigning social and democratic institutions, it's painful, it's hard, but it's the only way forward. The people closest to the problem must be those closest to the solution, right? And the people who are leaving the problems and are at the front lines of suffering the problems that we're trying to fix via politicians to do policy, they need to be involved in how we design those policies. Otherwise, we're just going to be building for other vested interests, which is what happens. I would love to see a world where not only politicians need to listen to their constituents, but their constituents are the ones making decisions. It's really annoying that we get to choose between groups of people, but we cannot choose how those people make decisions. That, for me, is an immense flaw in the current system, and it produces a dynamic that it's almost impossible to move away from, because if we're not engaged in how they make decisions, then... The process of making decisions is going to be co-opted by others, right? I am a very big fan of sortition, so like a lottery mechanism for government posts. And the reason why I like sortition or lottery so much, whether that's like lottery on citizen panels or whatever it is, or executive positions even, what I really like about that is right now the whole system is as you said before, is geared towards the game between professional citizens. And everything is about that like division of power, mandates, all the whole system is like, okay, we have this very limited number of professional citizens and we're all going to build the rules around that. If you have sortition or randomly selected citizens in government, what happens is anyone can be in that position. So I really like this idea of starting with sandboxes of experimentation around sortition in different, maybe start in a city or things like that, but really reshifting the system to consider everyone as a potential politician instead of just the political corporation. And I think that that is a really good way of making sure that everyone knows how to debate and is able to have access to the resources we need because anyone can be part of that. So I'm a really big fan of that. But then again, I think we need to, on like a larger level, I think we need to really work on redesigning our digital ecosystems to enable better communication. Do you think that there's anything that we can do as young people to get democracy back on track, what needs to happen for democracy to kind of get to the best that it can be. I mean, so many things, even if the current system sucks, we still need to vote. That for me is something that I keep repeating. We cannot leave vacuums in the political system because someone else was going to fill them. So that for me is the number one thing. We can change everything we want and work on change, but we need to make sure that the right people are voted in. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot harder. So we need to play both games, I guess. And then I think that we've had time to experience and experiment with these institutions like hundreds of years. And whenever we propose something new, there is this expectation that completely replaces what it exists. And it always gets compared like, oh, but this happened. But we need to experiment. We need to be honest about this. And we need to say like, we don't know if we have unintended consequences. Like what I was saying before about like our use of social media, we missed it. And so I think that we can, at the grassroots level, do a lot of experimentation and organizing kind of collectives that you self-govern in different ways and you use different tools and you really experiment with 
what happens at a human level when certain technologies are used, when certain governance structures are used. So I think that the game we all need to play, it's twofold. On the one hand, we need to build a new system that makes the existing system obsolete. And we need to do this by finding sandboxes of political innovation and experimenting with political structures ourselves. But at the same time, we need to keep the pressure in the existing system to make sure that it doesn't go to hell. So it's these two things. It's our generational challenge. We hope you've enjoyed listening to these highlights. To listen to the latest episodes or learn more about participating in exhibitions or interviews, click on subscribe. Thank you for listening.